Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condo with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, uh, Mr... A Mr... <laughs> you said it with a question mark. Yeah. A Mr. Ben Arrington. Yeah. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? You've got sniffles, I've got sniffles, we've all got sniffles. We've, we've been, got sniffles. We've been sending germs through the microphones over Skype. And we've been yeah. swapping and, and trading. Weird. Yeah. Nice. And we're both ill. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I've been kind of I've been kind of like in bed and on the sofa for like two days in a row. Yeah. I don't usually like to be the person who just like gives up and just lets it <laughs> overwhelm him. But, but you need to give up. Like that's how you conquer it. That's how most wars oh, are yeah. won, I think. One okay, team okay, gives okay. up. Was that, that's how wars are one team yeah. gives up. Yeah, yeah. Usually me. Usually I'm definitely a. Pa- I usually like to power through, but I think when you're in an office full of people and you're full of cold and cough and splatter, people get annoyed with you, and they go, yeah. "Go home or kill yourself." I'll go home. <laughs> What's uh? Can't, can't you work <laughs> from home, or is it too taxing? Are you... I could work from home, yeah. but that was never ever suggested to me, so I'm not going to go questioning that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, stay home today. Oh, that's fine. Can I work from home? Well, if you want. Oh, damn. Should have offered. Should yeah. have offered. No, so just don't offer. I think that's the, yeah, that's the lesson to be learned yeah, there. Yeah. Don't offer. Don't offer. Don't offer to work ever. Just don't do it. Never ever. No. News. The news. <laughs> uh, the news is going on all the time. The news is. Yeah, there's too much of it. Oh, there's too much of it. Come, let it calm down. Every day, the summit. The summit. Uh, the new news we got uh, is that the 24-hour horror movie marathon that we are scheduling. Uh, we're working down the details. We're etching away at the time slots. <coughs> yep, we'll, we it's all going on behind the scenes. There's a lot trying to get three people together at the same yeah. time for 24 hours. I mean, it's difficult because everybody's got you know. Yeah, everybody's got lives, bloody lives. Yeah, uh, and 
Yeah, it's difficult. But yeah, so we're going to do that. That's going to be episode... That's going to be to celebrate reaching 100 episodes. But we're not going to make it episode 100. That would be too we? difficult. That would take too... We've already got a massive team of people working away to get our time slots lined up. Uh, they, yep. We asked them to get it for episode 100 and one of them exploded. So I don't think we should... Uh... One, of them, one of them laughed constantly at us for about 30 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, so we're not going to do that. We're going to do something else for episode 100, which is TBC. <laughs> TBC, but to celebrate, we are going to do that. <laughs> Sound like you found the, the acronym TBC incredibly funny. Oh, TBC. Yeah. TBC, I love it. I just love a good acronym, to be honest, Luke. Any acronym. TBC. ASAP. That's one. Is that one? <laughs> what one? NASA. NASA. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know what it is, though. National oh, Association Space yeah. Associations. Yeah, that's correct. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> One nil. Okay, uh, that's the news. Uh, stuffs and the guffs. Have you you've been on bed on the bed rest for the past two days? So I'm imagining you yeah. powered through. Um, I don't know movies and TV. What have you been doing? <laughs> I've done a bit. Of, I've done a bit of that. I've done a bit of this. Done a bit of that. Done a bit of gaming. Um, I closed all the curtains and led on the sofa for a while and watched like Korean films, you know, because sometimes when you're unwell, you need to do that. Okay. I don't know what got. I love, you know, I love, I do love Korean films. I love Korean cinema, but I watched some films which you would consider kind of horror films. Have you seen any? Yeah. Uh, The Wailing. I watched that. That's on Netflix. You seen that? Yeah, it's a long one. It's a very long long one, but I thought it was pretty damn awesome. It was a very, I mean, you, you, it's not a conventional horror in any way. You wouldn't, I mean, you could say it's not even a horror, but something's got horror elements. Yeah. It's a big, sprawling sort of, uh, sort of crime thriller do you, mystery. Do you know what happens? Like, what happened in the, I got very confused, I think, with The Wailing. I mean, it was kind of confusing, but I did a bit of reading afterwards just to, just to really hammer home what I thought was happening. Yeah. And I was a little bit, I was a little bit off the mark, but yeah. It was a bit twist towards the end. It was a bit like, oh, is it this or is it that? Or maybe yeah. it's this. The thing about Korean horror films, uh, a lot of them tend to be hyper, hyper emotional. Not like in the sense that I feel oh, the emotion, yeah. but like there's always a dad bawling their eyes out and like yeah, holding a happened. child. I mean, that's happened a few times. Train to Busan. <laughs> that's happened like loads that. of times. Yeah. Well, yeah, because a good example of that, I also watched The Host. After that, which uh, okay, Korean yeah, I watched that fairly movie. recently. Yeah, that as well? that's got the same thing, hasn't it? A, a dad that's got a very bawling his eyes out. Yeah, dad bawling his eyes out because he thinks the child's dead. Um, but you know that's great. I mean, that's, that's over ten years old now, and even though the the CGI is a bit shiny, um, it's <laughs> yeah. still a very very good film. It's quite a long one as well. But um, yeah, that's a really good emotive monster movie with you know. The, the monster sightings are plentiful, but they're few. They're few, but at the same time, there's enough of a gap between them, and <clears throat> there's a lot of good human characters. And I think, in comparison to something like the recent Godzilla film, where the human characters were just, you know, just get out, of the, get off the bloody screen. We want to see a monster. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the host is kind of the opposite, where you kind of want to see more of this these human characters. And when certain human characters die, you feel a little bit upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that, and then I also watched um, the Handmaiden, Park Chan Wook. Uh, Haven't his... seen that. Yeah, so I mean, I, another another long one. All of these are like two and a half hours long. All these films. 
um, but very good. A different sort of film from Park Chan-wook because obviously he's he either does the revenge thriller or the sort of like post-apocalyptic weird setting thing. This was like set in 1930s Korea. Yeah. It's almost like a costume drama, but not. Okay. That's, that's a bad way of describing it. Yeah. But yeah, that was good. I did all the Koreans. Okay, cool. Fancy the Korean, Korean did you? Yeah. yeah. Have you um, ever eaten Korean food? Yeah. I've eaten some Korean food. Um, have I eaten in a Korean restaurant? Maybe. Don't want to be so secret. <laughs> Maybe. That, uh, <coughs> yeah, is it pho? That's, is that Korean? Pho. Like P-H- P-H-O, but with like an unlout over it. Pho, <laughs> I think it's pronounced. That's, <coughs> that's Korean, oh, right? Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, whatever. If it is, uh, I had these like, um, it was like beef, minced beef with some Korean flavourings on, on just like lettuce cups. I'm telling you, it was so tasty. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. amazing. Like I, I think the lack of carbs actually was, you know, puts people off. But like, yeah, yeah. there's something so refreshing about him. It was, it was unbelievable. Refreshing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm parched. I can really do with a refreshing <laughs> minced beef cup. <laughs> at the end of a, at the end of a marathon. Come on, come on, come on. Everyone else getting water. You're just getting those lettuce, lettuce cups filled with minced beef. Hey, Ooh, don't knock it until you try it when you like on a hot summer's day someone's got an ice cream grab a minced beef cup out of the bag. <laughs> is it what temperature is it uh hot <laughs> hot what temperature is it it's hot alright get it down your neck yeah but like some people say that on a hot day you should have a, a cup of tea because it That's... because it so That's yeah I think that, I don't know is that a logic the logic is that like it makes you feel colder in relation to the tea, I guess. I don't know how it works. I mean, that might sound be right, does it? <laughs> but I mean, it's pretty mad. I prefer just a lovely cold ice ice pole. Do you call them an ice pole? Do we call don't call them ice pole. We call them ice pops. <laughs> ice pops. Ice pops. What's the word? There was a word recently for ice pole that we found out. <laughs> I can't remember. It's, uh, it's more of a. It is more of a pole, though, right? How big are yours? As a, well, you get the big ones, like 30 peers, I think they were. I think they are 10p now. Yeah. And then you get the little ones, which were like really, the ones that like cut your lips on the side. <laughs> you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah. They're very, uh, they are very pole-like. So, I mean, yeah. I it might be a southern thing that we call them ice poles. Maybe it's just a Bristol thing. Um, but a, a pop for me is something that's more like triangular, smaller. What? You're talking about a jubbly? A jubbly. A what? A jubbly. Jubbly. Yeah, like, like that. To me, that's a pop. That's strange. You're a strange lad, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there we go. Okay, there we go. Um, hey, you've been called worse. I've been called worse, mate. What have you been called? Quack. <laughs> okay. Quack. I've been called that Quack. a few times. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so any, any more stuff? So, guffs? Uh, that's pretty much it, I think. Um, there's not been anything else major going down. Oh wait, oh, I did watch the Netflix film I Am Mother. Oh yeah, which oh, it didn't really do it for me. Um, yeah. Maybe I just wanted in the right frame of mind to watch it. It was yeah. a sci-fi, post-apocalyptic bit. It reminded me of kind of like a young adult thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a I like old not... adult stuff. The older like the adult old... stuff, the better. Wait. Wait. I like the adult <laughs> stuff. All right. I like the the older the better. No. 
yeah, it reminded me of that a bit. And I feel like in terms of execution, like science fiction wise, there have been a lot, lot of similar premises over the years, you know, and it just <coughs> made me choke. It made me choke yeah, yeah. on the premise. There, that's it. What about you? Finish Chernobyl. Uh, it's fantastic really good five episodes um each about an hour long it's a bit longer but it's um harrowing (coughs) uh but i think the the best thing about it is that you always sort of know about chernobyl but we still like never really learn what actually happened there or, or sort of what the what the extent of um the damage is not to the people in the immediate area, but like the the pollution to the wildlife and the trees, and um, and sort of how it it takes a hundred years for this like the radioactivity to go down. Um, you also sort of learn about how like power plant nuclear power plants work, which is quite interesting. Um, it's yes, yeah, like so well put together, um, and kind of scary uh, in terms of what can happen. Um, I also watched Incredibles too, which was um, was good. Uh, Incredibles too. You watched all the Chernobyl and you went, "Hang on a minute, I yeah. need a nice refreshing, I need a nice refreshing ice pot." Yeah, and and I was out of, I was out of lettuce, minced beef cups. So I was like, "Have we got Incredibles two to put on?" I'll have to do. So Incredibles two. Get yourself down a chart. Get a minced beef in. No, no, Incredibles, <laughs> Incredibles two. Yeah, well, Incredibles two is not as good as the first one. By, I I didn't think so. I found it a little bit boring. Cinema. I went to the cinema, but now you're telling me about it, I'm a bit like I don't even remember what happened. I just found it um, just not as interesting as most Pixar films tend to be, or they used to be. Do you know what? I don't feel like a. I feel like I don't even really care about Toy Story 4. I mean, I'm sure I'd be good. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't feel as interested enough to, you know, go to the cinema and watch it. I feel a bit like it's yeah. a shrugger for me. <laughs> I think it's great. But, you know, the older you get, the, the less kids' films sort of appeal to you. It's weird that. <laughs> it's, it's weird that. It is weird. And yeah. I always think, God, I wish they did appeal to me more. I mean, there's, I can't remember the last kids' film that I was properly like. Oh, amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. Is that just me being a miserable bastard? Into the Spider-Verse, is that a kid's film? Yeah, it is, and that's fantastic. That's a five out of fiver. There we go. Maybe that's it then. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) so, and also watch Brightburn, which I uh, amusingly thought of as uh, an extreme suntan. (laughs) Oh, extreme suntan. Get a factor fifty on no, I fancy a bit of Brad Bird. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the film, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I watched this one at the cinema. Luckily, at the cinema. Yeah, I went to the cinema on your own. A, a very strange. I did do. A, I just did a solo trip for this Luke. My first solo Me trip too. in a while. And you Me know too. what? Yeah. I, I kind of. I did enjoy. Exactly. We could have gone at the same time, and, <laughs> and we'd have been there together. In spirit. Something really weird happened there because usually I kind of time it so I go to the cinema and and try and avoid like the adverts and the trailers. So I arrive sort of about 20, 25 minutes after the start time. Yeah. That always seems to work for me. That seems like a completely, you know, 
There's no way of me getting that ever getting that wrong. I walked into this one; it was already it had already started. Mate, what what is that cinema playing at? I was fuming, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" Walking up the stairs, oh, we're trying to find my seat in the dark, oh. And then oh, I was yeah. I was all out, I was all out of whack, all out of kilter. Because as soon as I sat down, the screen switched off as well, and everyone was like, "What's going on?" Did it really? Because they knew you yeah. were you were late. It was like, "Let's start again." Yeah, but it didn't start again, the bastards. So <laughs> I did miss the very, very start of this. So you might need to tell me That's what okay. happens in the very, yeah. very start. I'm doing a little Italian man's hand here when I talk. What happened in the <laughs> start, though? Uh, well, there's <laughs> the trailers. I'll tell you what, I don't like to watch trailers, as we well know, but I, I couldn't look away at Midsummer. Mate, it looks fantastic. Like, Definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a trailer you can watch because, you know, it doesn't ruin everything. And yeah. it's, it's, not, it's a... I think the trailer, the trailer for Midsummer is an experience in its own right. You know, um, there's the mystery and the yeah. slow reveal and the drum. Yeah, I think it's just it is just one of those trailers which you know you can watch over and over again. And I don't think there's anything. Obviously, once you've seen the film, you probably go, oh, "Yeah, that's that." This, 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 this. But it's definitely one of those you can watch over and over again. I'm, I mean, the, uh, we've heard we've heard <laughs> reviews, well, not reviews, but we've heard snippets of feedback. Or responses already from critics, and this seems to be pretty. It's weird though, because Hereditary was only last year, right? Yeah, yeah. If this guy Ari Aster, if he asked to Ari Aster make a third film, I won't complain. <laughs> <laughs> Ari Aster. Oh yeah, but this is the thing: is he striking while the iron is hot? Is that saying? Yeah. Strike while the iron is hot. Is he doing that? Because you know. In two years, people might go, a registry? What? I don't remember. I'd be idiots. But, but now, now he's pumped two out, people are going to know who he is, right? Yeah, maybe maybe he's thinking, maybe I'll pump three out. And then, you know, <laughs> rule of three, you know? Yeah, it's the rule of three. Yeah. I'll have a nice, refreshing minced beef cup <laughs> to celebrate. Okay, Brightburn. What if a child from another world crash-landed on Earth? But instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister. So the the thingy is a question: What if? Basically, a old like Marvel What If style comic book. They used to do those. Nowadays, yeah. they just uh, have that as part of the main storyline. What if the Punisher was the Ghost Rider? What if the now yeah. they're actually part of the comic uh, the continuity? But uh, so this film um, has fifty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 6.4 oh. out of 10 on IMDb. And hey. I've heard everyone that I've spoken to say, you know what, I'm not sure how I feel about that film. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about it? What was your expectations going in? You know what, I'm not sure how I feel about that film. I'll <laughs> be totally honest. Um, yeah. I saw the first trailer, I was like, nah, that's not, I don't feel like that's for me. It feels a bit, you know, even though, and I don't think it's been done before in film, it felt like something that yeah. I was kind of familiar with already from like comics and you know yeah, yeah. The, the what if scenarios and the various other things and I don't know the fact that I had James Gunn's name attached to it but he wasn't directing sometimes I feel like when that happens yeah it doesn't always fill me with confidence because I kind of feel like oh they just step it in there attaching his name to it for the sake of it you know um <clears throat> but when I saw another trailer which I think was in the cinema as well I think it was forced upon me and I thought, yeah. you know what, I'll give, it, I'll give it a go. It looks it looks like it could have some good ideas. It could, some of the visuals are pretty cool. I think the Brightburn costume yeah. that the little villainy dude wears is good. Yeah. Um, 
a little a little bad tempered young boy character you know i kind of does my head in in various films horror films any any films really yeah when they were like the main character is like a little a little shit basically he's a little shit oh yeah way yeah yeah a bit like that yeah and i kind of thought i'm gonna be annoyed by this kid and it's gonna ruin my perception of the film okay. but you know oh, I, think, yeah. <laughs> I think it wasn't i think it wasn't and even though we obviously it was the main focal point of the film i don't think it ruined it um i think there were some good visuals some good body horror moments uh well i kind of expected a few more from what i'd heard i heard yeah. that there were some particular scenes that we know gross out oh my god but you know i thought they were pretty yeah it was but it was pretty well executed but i think after a while it kind of didn't really have much of a plot and kind of just happened to be which and how many different ways can we get this essentially evil Superman kid to murder people? Yeah. You know, yeah. and come the end, I almost, I didn't quite understand his motivations or, you know, they really, I think they really needed to, needed to dial down certain motivations, which were essentially he wanted to destroy the world or rule the world. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Take take the world. Um, that was the take saying. the world. Take yeah. the world out for a lovely cup of dinner. Cup of dinner. I'm saying a mince beef cups today. Yeah. Um, take the world. Yeah, I think they needed to double down on that, and I think it would have been better. And I think maybe they needed someone who was like an adversary to him in some way, not someone who had superpowers as such. Yeah, but someone who was like a genuine threat to him, or someone who could have genuinely. You know, someone who, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, someone who'd, who'd come across one of these people before, somebody who knew a bit about the history of these characters, um, that there was more of a kryptonite for him. Because I think, obviously, finding out that his ship was made of a <clears throat> a, a material that could hurt him yeah. was good. But it was kind of, it kind of felt like an afterthought, and it kind of felt like it was forced into the ending. And in the end, it was kind of like a throwaway thing, quite literally, that... that didn't get used again. I think if there was a genuine like kryptonite and then somebody genuinely used it to almost essentially beat him, because in the end he's so overpowered. He did. Well, that he has the Superman problem that he's so yeah. overpowered that it's, it's kind of it's silly even thinking that you could beat him. Or that's why he, need, that's why he needed a kryptonite. He needed somebody to, you yeah. know, or he needed a police detective, somebody to start doing a bit of digging, or maybe to someone to come out from the shadows from the past yeah. who who'd experienced these, this race before and he knew that there was something that could, could take them down and he was the one who helped. The mm. fact that it sort of just devolved into this character just blowing people's heads up and smashing people into bits and yeah. you know, it kind of felt a bit it kind of it felt a bit lame to me. I was a bit like there's no there's no there, there aren't any stakes here anymore. It's kinda of like we know exactly what's gonna happen. Whoever's gonna turn up is just gonna get obliterated and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So I mean, um, I kind of wasn't really looking forward to this film. Like, I, I sort of thought it looked kind of cool, but I don't <coughs> know. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just felt like uh, I don't know. I was just, I was going to see it. I'm not going to be blown away, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be blown away by it. And I wasn't really blown away by it. But like, <laughs> you know, okay. So sometimes you you go out for some nice food and you think I'm going to pay. I'm going to go out to a restaurant and then we're going to get some beautiful minced beef lettuce cups and then sometimes you just want some some fucking beans on toast i just want to be the and like this film for me was that like i it just i i wasn't blown like blown away by the any of it in any way at all but i really just enjoyed it as a nice satisfying horror movie like i would have been 
happy to put this on Netflix or something or <laughs> their comfort food. Yeah, exactly. Food. Yeah, I mean it's like the, the take the world stuff. Uh, that's like embarrassingly sophomoric style, like like storytelling. It's like I know there is no emotional states. It's the kids just sort of uh, <laughs> is a normal kid at one point, and then it's like, oh no, I'm <laughs> I'm an evil kid now, and like the bits where he starts killing things, there's no emotional like decision there at all. Like he should be struggling to to kill his own parents. That should be like a like a an emotional quandary. And the the big thing of the film should be that he's on that on that knife edge. Do you know what I mean? Where he could like you could sway him round to the good side or not, but in this instance they fail or or however I think it would have been nicer to sort of have it we we're made to think because it's, it's 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 sort of hinted that we're made to think that the the ship is kind of controlling them or there's something else in that ship that's controlling them. Yeah, it would have been good to see, to see something physical or maybe you know maybe we needed a fortress of solitude moment. Yeah, you know where where he ended up going somewhere <clears throat> or 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 whether it was in his mind or whether it's for real, but he was ended up yeah. going somewhere he met met like his own race or something like that, and they told him basically what we want you to do is is destroy the world and maybe him him coming to terms with that or struggling with that or not wanting to do that and then yeah. him being controlled. I don't know. It could be more of a... It just felt too easy, this switch from normal kid to, to murderous <coughs> villain. But yeah. um, also, I think they missed a trick with the the visuals of the kid. So the, the kid looks like a normal, sort of normal kid, but there's something kind of alien about his face shape. Um, yeah. I think they could have had some body horror type stuff happening towards the end of the film like he should be looking more alien and less human like he starts out we were all thinking oh he's a handsome little kid he's going to grow up to be a handsome dude like superman but then if we show that that's not actually the case he's tur- he's not going to become a normal looking clark kent guy he's he's turning into something quite different i think that would have been <coughs> quite an, like a, an interesting angle to throw in at the end but yeah yeah that would have been that would have been interesting and uh, yeah. i was just it would have been good to sort of open it up for, you know, I mean, I, I know it's kind of lame when films open up for, for sequels, but if we could have opened up this bigger world um, and perhaps a future for him in this world, I know we kind of hit, I know we kind of get some bits at the end, which are kind of interesting. But again, yeah. but again, it just doesn't feel like there's anything, there's nothing to really oppose yeah. that in terms, of him as a, in terms of him as a force. So in, in a sequel, you'd be like, well, I'm just going to get more of the same, right? And just... Yeah, I don't think a, a sequel would work. I mean, I kind of like would have liked to have seen him destroy the world. <laughs> I like to like do something kind of crazy. <laughs> or like I don't know. I kind of would like to see him go a bit more out of control, crazy at the end. Like uh, they could. I mean, you know what? They could have done something different with the mum character. They could have had her be killed by someone else's hand, and that could have pushed them over the edge to the point of. You know, uh, in the Injustice series where uh, Superman kills the Joker and ends up becoming this sort of um, dictator of the planet, <laughs> that's because yeah. Joker kills Lois Lane and that pushes him over the edge like, emotionally. Yeah. I think this film just needed that. It it was too much of a light switch for his emotional change. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, it was. Very, he was kind of like a. He was a very two dimensional character. Yeah. Kind of had. He was. I mean, he was a pretty two dimensional character to start with, and then it kind of yeah. just. It kind of just went ah, but he's evil, and you're gonna go. Well. I always think of the guy in Sleeper, uh, Sleepers, Sleeper. You know the, the cat film. 
where the guy who reviewed it ages ago, the Mick Garris film. Sleepwalkers. Which one's called? Oh, Sleepwalkers, yeah, yeah. So the yeah. guy's like a normal guy and it seems like it's going to be a bit of a moral quandary. And then halfway through, they're like, nah, he's just evil. And he's, he's like, turn this like a proper guy, evil then. guy. Yeah. No, he's just an evil dude. Nah, fuck it, he's evil, isn't he? Um, okay, so, um, but yeah, you're at the horror, the body horror stuff I thought was pretty cool. I would like to see more of that. Because you kind of yep. feel like he's uh Superman, there's always a sort of fear of like what he could really do to a human body if he just sort of punches through or something. Like, I would like to have seen more of. I wouldn't personally have liked to see it, but but I would have liked to see it. And the sort of, in a sort yeah. of way, I like to sort of look at horror things and go, oh, that sort of. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think okay. there are a few there are a few body horror moments, but you know what did he what things did he actually do to people? I mean, I know we kind of got some pretty gruesome moments, but we could have really seen some good appendages being ripped off or broken or yeah. pistol things. I don't know. Should have ripped someone's arm off or something. They should have done some superhero style uh, <coughs> level of murders. I mean, picking a car up is kind of cool, I guess, and Griffin had but. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. Okay, so oh, well, the key players have got Elizabeth Banks, I was just in a movie three, as Tori Breyer, she's the mother. Uh, David Denman, who I know is from The Office, as Kyle Breyer, uh, he's the father of the family, the farmer. And uh, Jackson A. Dunn as Brendan Breyer, uh, sort of Clark Kent uh, parallel. <coughs> um, they're all pretty good. I, I do kind of feel like we needed a bit of humour. I would have liked to have seen, this film's got James Gunn's name all over it. I would have yeah. liked to have seen some James Gunn style humour in the film, but yeah, it plays it very, very straight. Yeah, everyone does really, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. You've even got Badger from uh, Breaking yeah. Bad in it as his yeah. like uncle. And you and there's kinda of like he almost seems like he might be a sort of humor humorous character, but you know, he gets a few bits and then that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So the film starts with the spaceship, like they're in the house. I mean, it's the it's a complete parallel of the Clark Kent Superman story. But they're in the house. They're talking about how they can't have a baby, uh, and there's like loads of pregnancy books on the wall. And then the spaceship crash lands. Um, yeah. And then it cuts to twelve years later. Yeah, that was the bit I missed. I missed the spaceship crash lands. Did they go out and see it? Did they go? No, out? you don't see it. It just cuts, and then later on, we ex- sort of experience it in that weird Stephen King dream sequence. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just got twelve years later. Um, and I feel like not really that. I mean, we get the impression that um, the kid and the mum have a good relationship. They play hide and seek. Yeah. Um, the dad's a little bit warier of the kid. Uh, where, see, did you walk in by the time he's like sleepwalking towards the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spaceship? So I, okay. I was in there at the moment. So he did, he did a bit of he had a bit of a sleepwalk as well, didn't he? Down towards the barn. So we understand that this is where they kept the ship. They've just moved it and kept it in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lower lower level of the barn, and it's sort of like. And so the dad's a bit wary about Brendan. Brendan? Brendan? Yeah. Brendan. Brendan. Brendan Briars. Brendan Briars. Yeah. Um, a bit wary about him being around it because he's like, don't want him to find it. Yeah. Or whatever. But you just go, 
oh, it's just some weird project I'm working on, you know, just some weird thing for a Comic Con, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's after here he starts to realize. I can't remember. He realizes he's got super strength. Oh, yes, he's mowing the lawn for his dad. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, we're, we're made to think that they've they've got like a not a difficult relationship, but they've got a relationship which takes a bit more effort to sort of you know get going. So he's obviously yeah. tell, tells him a story about when he was younger, saying he was a little prick. No, just just says when you were <laughs> you were what does he say? You're a little prick. I don't remember. A prick. Um, and he goes now. Could you mow? Do you mow mowing the lawn while I do this? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he's mowing the lawn, and he can't start the lawnmower. Yeah. I've and had then this he, problem before. I've had Not this problem. Wanging it right across. And he and he accidentally slings it, you know, fifty feet in the air. Yeah. You know, this was quite a big re- reveal. It would have been nicer to see some smaller things before we saw this, because you know the bit with the fork where he was chewing a fork. Yeah, okay, that's quite good, actually. If that was good, but if that was before this, I think that would have been a bit more, you know, the slower, slower reveal where he was noticing things. I, did, I don't like the lawnmower thing much at all. Um, it felt really ham-fisted. Like, it, it's like, it's, I don't know, like, it's not a very subtle way to introduce the power. The fork thing, I think, was better. Even, if, like, yeah. he didn't have to, like, mangle it quite as much as he did. He could have just been chewing a fork and... And like some teeth marks in it. his dad's like, ooh, strange. But like with this mangled like that, I'd be like, this kid's uh needs to be put down now. <laughs> <It's gotta laughs> We're gonna have to go out into the woods now. This is when we go out to the woods yeah. to shoot stuff, to shoot stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. So obviously there's nothing really that suggests that you might think he's got superpowers, but he ends up just putting his hand in a, a hand in the blade in the spinning blade of a lawnmower, pretty yeah. much based on nothing to just see what it does and because I thought he was going to stop. Yeah, I wonder how many kids are like, maybe. <laughs> Just yeah, showing yeah. their hands into the stuff. <laughs> ah! Yeah. And, but obviously the, the parallels to puberty in this stuff, we've kind of seen before in like X-Men. And obviously that was a lot in the comics as well. You know, when people get to a certain age, they start to develop yeah. these powers and that. And I guess that was kind of touched upon a little bit because the, the dad sort of has to talk with him at one point as well, trying to sort of say to him, you might be getting feelings about girls and, you know, yeah. want to do things and stuff and touch yourself. And <clears throat> obviously the parallels, because obviously he was experiencing things, which was basically, I'm superhuman. Yeah. His dad did that. His dad was like, well, you might have certain feelings and things. Yeah. Obviously the, the parallels were touched upon, um, which I thought was done kind of all right. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> um, they find some uh, uh, nudie girls pictures under his mattress yeah this is Ted Bundy right yeah then you also find like just diagrams of organs and stuff like that um where'd you get them oh I'd be more worried about where'd you get the diagrams of organs rather than than where did you get the yeah topless ladies uh plus it's the internet age kid you know what I mean you don't need paper and shit yeah I can't remember how this how this sort of plays out so at some point he he kills a load of chickens as well. Um, <coughs> yeah, so obviously the ship sort of awakes, sends sort of some sort of weird message to him where he's speaking in some sort of garbled voice at night, isn't he? And yeah. he ends up he ends up going out to the barn to sort of he's trying to get in to the to where the spaceship is is chained up, and he's trying to break in. And obviously Elizabeth Banks, his mum, finds him and sort of wakes him up and assumes he was just sleepwalking. Tells her dad. 
tells the dad, sorry, that he was sleepwalking but just downstairs because obviously she's aware that he's got a bit of a phobia about the barn. Like, I yeah. don't reckon he's just keeping the spaceship out there. I reckon he's got someone else out there because he's a bit like, you're going where? To the barn? No! That's where he keeps his bong collection. Yeah. Bong collection. And he goes, honey, <laughs> they're just musical instruments. <laughs> 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 See? What's that yeah. smell? I was like, what's it, the Mary Jane out here? Yeah. But yeah, and then there, obviously there's a bit later where he's kind of like he's eyeballing the chickens. He's like, You little chickens, I'm gonna I'm gonna do you. Yeah. I'm gonna do yeah. you in. And his dad obviously ushers him back to bed, but then later on when he wakes up, the chickens have been destroyed, the door's been the door to the chicken coop has been ripped off, chickens everywhere, and she he, there obviously was history where they had a, a, a wolf attack. Uh, pretty, wolf. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like yeah. that. That's I'd like insane. that. If I, if I lived around there and there was a wolf knocking about sometimes, that'd be awesome. I don't know about a wolf. Like, that's pretty hardcore. It's hard, that's pretty hardcore, isn't yeah, it? That's like, yeah. I feel like I was in Norse mythology. We get foxes a lot around here. Um, yeah. And fox shit. Uh, the dog is always rolling <laughs> in fox shit. Can you, can you do an impression of a fox noise? I'm having a shit and your dog's going to roll in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they'd say to me. <laughs> Why does the dog roll in it? I don't know. Dogs just do it. Like my mum's dogs do it as well. Whenever they see fox shit, they just like to roll around in it. And it's it's the smell is so unbelievably bad. Like, it's not like a normal poo smell. It's, it's like something <laughs> rotten about foxes. <laughs> You must have heard a fox at night making a weird noise there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm doing a shit. <laughs> what did <Yeah>. you say? <laughs> that noise isn't there coming out of their mouths. That that like weird groaning noise. They're screaming like that because it's coming out rotten. That's the oh. problem. <laughs> it's like, what is it like? It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's... In, it's in, yes. They have loads of noise, don't they? They make like chittering noises as well and, and uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, sometimes they do impressions of Elvis, yeah. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> so, um, uh, so he kills chickens um, and then blames it on the wolf. Uh, well, he doesn't. His mum blames it on the wolf. Yeah. His yeah, dad's yeah. like, it was him. It was Brendan. His so dad knows, with like, within seconds. Well, uh, to be fair, he did see him eat a fork. As soon as yeah. that happens, you see chickens something, dead. You blame something yourself. What's happening is the dad is like, I know something's up with this guy. He's obviously some sort <laughs> of being from another world. Yeah. And his mum's very much in denial. She's just like, he's just a normal, lovely boy. And I know we find him in the middle of the woods in a spaceship, but he's all right. You know, he's, he's good. Yeah, well, she and, said he's from God or something. Like, she thinks it's a gift from the heavens. She thinks it's a gift from the heavens. Dad thinks it's a gift from fucking Krypton. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we, we get a bit of Brandon's school life as well. So, obviously, he gets bullied. Not horrifically. He's not getting, like, his head kicked in or anything like that. But yeah. he's getting, he's getting he's bullied a little bit. He's really smart, obviously. Is is he's got really good test scores and stuff because we see he has a, he has a birthday party at one point and they talk about his test scores and he's like the best in the you know universe. Try and give him a gun as well for his birthday. Yeah, they try to give him a gun, which you know, obviously, to American American viewers of the film must be kind of normal to us when you see it present it to him in a cardboard box <laughs> it's just very strange it's like you had a guitar like for your Christmas or something <coughs> yeah. yeah it's strange obviously his dad's a bit wary of giving him a weapon you know for whatever he might he, eat it yeah he might, eat it, might uh, explode it but yeah then there's, a, there's a younger girl who kind of like says to him don't worry all the smart kids end up with the best jobs and stuff and yeah. he's got a bit of a connection to her but I think he just takes it the wrong way a bit doesn't he <laughs> Yeah, so they go camping. Um, yeah, that's so the bit at which the dad's like, you might want to touch your penis every now and again. That's completely fine. I touch mine all the time. He says, yeah, touch it right now. Then Brendan says, what, right now? And he goes, what? Not right now. No, yeah. not right now. I don't want, to, don't want to get you off. don't want to start you off with bad habits, you know. Don't touch it all the time. Wait until you're alone. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> so while they're sleeping, if Brendan Bryce takes it completely the wrong way, he goes like, "Right, so if I'm allowed to touch myself when I want, yeah. I can go and break into a young girl's bedroom and basically eyeball her while she's <clears throat> sleeping." Also, he uh, he learns that he's got like super speed somewhere off camera. Like, so he yeah. he finds out he's got super strength, and he just assumes I've got super speed now. I go around. I like the uh, there's like an insect noise. They make when he's like uh, moving around that quick. He's like it's like a weird bug crawling across there, scuttling across a room. Yeah, yeah. it's quite quite cool, quite creepy little. So it's cool that he learns it off screen, but at the same time, when did he learn it? He might have learned it. He might have known for a long time, and and him testing his strength was just an extra part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we never see him winning any races there. Track and field. He doesn't seem like the kind of kid who. Uh, so like when Superman was in school that he pretended to be normal like he, he'd lose races and stuff on purpose this kid didn't seem like the kind who would bother with that no he would I don't know <laughs> he would win races and then rip everyone's head off just to make a point yeah yeah um yeah. so to get back from camping the next day at school 
they're doing a trustful exercise. He's supposed to trustful onto the girl he creeped up on in the window, and she doesn't trust him. But she saw him, didn't she? So she kind of saw him for like a split second, hidden behind the curtain. Yeah. And then this annoyed me is her mum comes into the room way too fucking loud for the middle of the night. Yeah. Her mum probably comes into the room like this. Boom! <laughs> I'm here now. Are you scared? You're yeah. terrified. Jesus. <laughs> There's a few moments like that where like jump scares are used just by people opening doors or coming into frame. Yeah. I know it's done in horror, but it does my head a little bit because I'm like, Nobody, nobody moves around like that. I mean, I know you get like some, like some, you probably know a few people if you live live with flatmates over the years yeah. who seem unbelievably loud, like at six a.m. But nobody walks into a room like that. Nobody does. Nobody yeah. goes. The door shut. Is it? I'm gonna boot it. In! <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so those moments in the horror films kind of do my head in a little bit because you're like, it's just, it's again. They're just trying to get you. I don't mind a few jump scares because I do kind of feel like if it works and gets your heart rate going, it makes you a bit twitchy. On edge. So when the really yeah. scary stuff happens, like it sort of pushes you over the edge. But um, yeah. it does; it can feel cheap. Jump scares, I kind of feel like uh, they're like anything. If they're done really good, then they're really good. Like if they're done kind of lazily, like the cat in the cupboard style jump scares, <laughs> like it's just not a pleasant or fun experience. No. But like a good gag, like the one in uh, The Conjuring, with like the, the fabric that lands on the woman's head, the ghost head and this Oh, yeah. Stuff like that, like a really good, solid uh, physical I'm not gag. I'm not great. condemning j- jump yeah. scares completely. I think there's a time and a place, and when they're done well, they're done well. But, yeah, you know, stuff like that just kind of does cheap. my head. Makes, yeah. me a bit, makes me a bit annoyed at the film. Oh, you bloody yeah. Phil. Trying to make bloody me scared. <laughs> yeah. You think you are, Phil? I'm looking around at everyone when I say that. Bloody Phil, man! Bloody <laughs> Phil! And they're going, what? Trying to eat my popcorn out. Fuck you, Phil! Bloody Phil! <coughs> and I would love if you did that. Please leave. <laughs> Is that the film telling you to leave? Bloody so Phil! I'm, I'm, I'm blowing my nose, but it looks like I'm in the country. There's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> a little jump scare there. I'll just put a solid tissue in my face. <sighs> yeah. If, Enjoy that. Yeah, if you uh, sort of blown your nose and then through the vibrations in the tissue, we saw a face sort of poke through. That'd be creepy. <laughs> My face. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. go ah, ah. Oh. bloody film, <laughs> <laughs> bloody film. <laughs> that seems like such a Mr. Bean style thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you must have been you've been in a film show in there where someone just like constantly. Um, I think I might have told you this story before, but I went and watched The Conjuring 2, and there was two women in there, and they were, I think they were behind me and my friend. They were drinking, which wasn't obviously a good shout. I think they had some, like, Smirnoff Isis or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, this, and this woman was, like, convinced that everyone in the screen needed to know that she doesn't she doesn't find horror films scary. Yeah. Finds them funny. Everyone needed to know. Oh. Was, she, like, she was, was she actually laughing? Or was she? She's laughing. She was like, scr- like shouting out things, like going, "Oh, don't actually, it ain't scary. It's funny." Yeah. Like literally. Oh, okay. And yeah. I think it just got to a point where people were just turning around to her and just going, "What is wrong with you?" There's just a that's a it. weird defense. There's, there's some sort of thing there that's telling her that that weird makes defense. her better than other people. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's you're like better than me. You're scary. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, ah! She goes, <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ain't funny, is it? You don't go to a comedy show and you just get jump scare after jump scare and then come out going, that was great. Yeah. You want jokes. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know where we are. So. Yeah, so. What she, what what happens after oh, that the trust fall? Yeah, yeah. The little girl lets him fall. Yeah, and then she goes. They go say sorry, pick him up, and as she picks him up, he she like he like snaps her hand or like breaks her hand or something. Yeah, well, a moment. I think we saw it must be like a rubber hand or something because we saw him squeeze it and it like jumbled the fingers all jumbled up. Yeah, um, jumbled up. <laughs> on the right order. And then he gets ex- expelled for a little bit. They say you need to yeah. get to counselling. He gets suspended for like two days, then he gets sent to counselling, which happens to be like his auntie. Yeah. His auntie, so like, you know, but then he he pretty much doesn't take no for an answer and goes pretty much goes straight back to the little girl to say, kind of sorry, and then he can like give her a flower. Well, I think before that, um, he, he keeps hearing the noise from the basement, and then he suddenly <laughs> re- re- like goes, he does that kind of Jeff Goldblum style, figuring stuff out. So take uh, no them world globe no globe world take the world take them take the world like he gets that sort of thing and it's like oh I'm an evil character I'm and an then, evil guy and then he goes to after all this time and he <laughs> goes to the uh, what's the name and says don't worry I I've, I realize now I'm better than everything and I can do what I want it doesn't feel it doesn't feel justified because like no. it's not like he if he had been going <clears throat> if we'd seen like some really horrible characters treating him like shit. Yeah, various characters, you know. It, but he's kind of his life seems nice not, enough. Not that bad, is it? Really? Yeah. He's got some privilege. Bit of white privilege over here. Bit of white privilege over here, dude. Right, yeah. burn boy. Um, yeah, everyone seems kind of nice to him. Obviously, he's messed about with this girl a little bit, but yeah. it's his own fault. Really, he shouldn't have squeezed around and made it all go like play there. Yeah, should do that. that. Should never do that. <laughs> um, there's a couple of boys in his class who obviously give him a bit of shit, but like, it's just a bit of bants, mate, isn't it? It would it could have gone more like the for example the bullies in it are actually kind of scary because they're they're like they're really violent yeah they like carve they want to carve like the initials into uh, the loser club the losers clubs bodies and stuff like they're kind of really scary uh, but this this bully was uh, also the bully didn't get any comeuppance I don't think we even no. see anything happen there but but the bully no. wasn't, wasn't that bad really. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, there's there's a there's the, the mum character of the girl. He obviously hurts her hand. Yeah, she can come up and. But even she is like, not that bad a character. She's obviously just trying to defend her daughter. And yeah. the fact that her daughter's arm got pretty much smashed to bits, you would be like that. Yeah, you'd be like, what's wrong with him? Bloody smashing her arm to bits. The bloody yeah. Whack. And he keeps like looking at his at the mum in a sort of like a I'm a serial killer way, like uh. Uh, you know, and we know. I know that I'm a serial killer. Um, she, she always defends him. That's the thing. I mean, that's obviously the thing that eventually ends up <clears throat> ends up being carried further into the film is that she defends yeah. him pretty much no matter what, even when the evidence points to him yeah. and a serial killer, superhero, supervillain. He um, at some point around here, he's got his mask now. Again, we don't see him make that mask or. Which I think is quite an important part of a superhero the cape origin like, film. Cape, the cape is like made out of a blanket they used wrapped in when he arrived, right? Yeah, but the mask um, is like a big shoelace or something. And like, I guess, <laughs> yeah. 
It's a cool mask, though. I like it. It's just uh... <laughs> it is a cool mask. <clears throat> but you know, the thing is, we can kind of see as just normal normal garb underneath, which is a bit yeah garb. <laughs> yeah, we just see him in his bloody normal tr- normal clothes underneath. Yeah, like chino shirt. Yeah, and a pair of, and like a like a hey, rugby shirt. Did you call it clubber in in, uh, in Bristol? Clubber. Yeah, clubber. Yeah, okay. yeah we'll go clubber. Okay, good, good. Good, good. Good. We have some <laughs> we have similarities. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so th- we get the first like proper kill scene here. Uh, proper kill scene here. So, uh, she chases the mother to her workplace. She waits in the cash. She's closing up. He stalks her. He draws his initials on the window a million times. Which he breathe. He breathes on the window. And just to be on it like a million times. You imagine how much effort. I mean, to him, I guess when he's going fast, he experiences the world kind of slow. Like, to, yeah, there's a lot of times to be doing like drawing. I wouldn't yeah. do it. I reckon I'd do five, and then I realise the the others had all faded out, and I'd be like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah, just do one big one. That's all you need. One big one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. So obviously, uh, the get like a diner, and she's like cashing yeah. up, whatever. Um, and he makes like. A light explode and she gets some glass right in the eyeball. Yeah, that's quite gruesome. It's quite gruesome, yeah. <coughs> <coughs> she uh, she pulls the glass out of her eye and it makes like a horrible crinkling pop, like uh, Chris Packett noise as she pulls it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good noise. Um, so then she hides in the walk-in freezer um, and then Thingy laserizes it open. Thingy. Ah, <laughs> oh, Thingy's here. You've got a good supervillain name, yeah. Thingy. What is it? It's Thingy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Who's that, Brightburn? Because that's where you're from and your initials. What? Nah, Thingy. I didn't realise um, that was his initials. He's not, he's never really actually referred to as Brightburn, though, is he? So, like, we're met, I guess. Yeah. I'm watching the film, we call him Brightburn, but it's not really—he's not really Brightburn. That's the name of the area. Not too bright. Not too bright, is he, Mister Brandon Brightburn? And uh... Brandon Brightburn Briars. Brandon Briars from Brightburn. Brandon Briars from Brightburn. Imagine if he was on University Challenge. <laughs> and now we've got a super villain. Brandon Briars from Brightburn. Yeah. Brandon Briars from Brightburn, but now he's in, now he lives in Brighton with his friend Brian Briars. I don't know why he's got the same name as him. The Brandon, the boy Briars, became Brightburn. Brightburn, the Brandon Briars boy became. Can I say that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to try. You've said it now. I'll just. I'm not going to try. Brandon, the bright boy. Brandon, the bright. Brandon Briars, the Brightburn boy became. No, see, there we go. Good, good. Uh, Practice. You'll you'll get it for next week. And then, I'll do it next week. That's that's my homework. So he flies. There's a jump scare. He sort of flies toward her and then disappears, and then she's gone. Um, after then, that, then we get like a small town cop. You know, he's just been assigned to the case. He's going to get some evidence together. He's going to start connecting some. He's going to start making some connections. So feels, he finds... feels very Stephen King to me. A lot of the sort of the setup, yeah. the <laughs> detective. Small uh, town, small town, the cop guy. Yeah, the detective is like looking for the. Obviously, finds the 
the logo, the well, the, the initials on the window. Logo, but yeah. at, this, at this point, there's no body. The yeah. mum's vanished, which doesn't seem like it, in his mo at this start. But I guess it's the first killing he's done. So yeah. Well, later on we see the body, don't we? We see that he's sana. Yeah, yeah, open. He's looking inside. It's the um, so. I guess the next bit is he, at this point he's full on evil. He's serial killer, um, and his auntie says, "I'm going to have to tell your mother that you've been naughty, unless you feel any remorse." And he obviously doesn't feel any remorse. So yeah, he... it's a weird one. It's like you better feel remorse, like because obviously he's he's in counselling now with his auntie, which is obviously seems like it should be easy. It's your auntie, you know, just yeah. say it's great. But <clears throat> he's going full on evil now. He's really embracing the side of it, and this is something you know. And to, we don't know all that much about his character because it's not been it's not a very well fleshed out character, but still his submersion to the dark side doesn't doesn't quite seem yeah. justified. Again, I think now would have been a good time to sort of be made aware that he's being controlled by this otherworldly force or or maybe we're introduced to something to do with the spaceship that kind of shows why he's behaving the way he is. Yeah. Not the fact that he's kind of done it on a whim and I had a dream and whatever, Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so he follows her to her house, um, does a bit of sneaking around. Yeah, so it's freaking her out by making the lights come on in the garden and all that shiz. She's got a weird security thing that says someone's in the garden. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that annoyed me. Every time yeah. a fox goes in there to shit, you'd, <laughs> you'd, be, hearing, <laughs> you'd be hearing that guy. Yeah. Someone's in the garden. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we've got the his name now, Badger. Badger from from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, so he's he's having a drink. All these bees. Badger from Breaking Bad is talking to the boy from Brightburn, Brandon Byers. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Byers, dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's had he's had a few drinks, hasn't he? Has he had a skimful, or has he had or has he had just a few few drinkies? The dad says free at this point. He's been counting them. Yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna drive home and see my missus. Give her, give her one before, the, for, give her one from you before I go to sleep. This one's from your, my brother, <laughs> or is it <laughs> brother-in-law? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he goes back. Um, and obviously Brent finds Brendan Briar sneaking about. He's just in the cupboard. He's really crap at sneaking about. He's just there within second. Like, goes in the cupboard and there's a boy there. Yeah. Yeah. With a mask on, and he just goes, "What are you doing?" And it's like, "Oh, you're in so much trouble. I'm going to take you home and tell your mum." You know, that's it. Yeah. Obviously, <clears throat> as he tries to do that, Brendan Briars just gives him a gut punch. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, why does Badger get in the car and start driving away? Like, it's almost like he knows Brendan Briars is gone, so he starts driving, but he drives way too far for like a kid to have been able to have gone. Yeah. And then obviously finds him just. In the oh, middle hovering. of the street, but then starts treating him immediately as if he's like some sort of like ghost. Yeah, it's like he must know him really well. Like, feel so bad because no... they were obviously trying to inject some humor into that bit as well. When he's like, "Nope, nope," that sort of like cliche. Uh, uh, what's that sort of thing where they say, uh... "Nope, nope," that's too much for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then it seemed kind of meme to me, uh, but um, yeah, kind of biased. Brendan, Bri- but also he knows him well, so you'd get out of the car and go, Brendan, what the hell are you doing? Or like, if he starts yeah. fighting, you'd be like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, you wouldn't be like treating him as if he's some sort of 
you know, ghoul. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and then obviously Brendan picks up the car with him in it, drops it. This He's, is this is probably when people talk about the the body horror gore something is they probably mean this bit I bet, uh, which is 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 entire we see like this bottom of his jaw smash off, um, and he's like holding his jaw together. And he's going, Argh. and then Brandon. Yeah, that looks pretty messed up. And Brandon Briar's just like, that's it. Yeah, leaves him. Obviously, the body gets found. The same police officer is doing a bit of investigating. Finds the double B in blood on the on the asphalt yeah. nearby. Yeah. Um. And then, and then basically, his life just starts devolving. Uh, his life sort of starts falling apart at home as well. There's arguments with his dad. Um, obviously, he's being a bit of a he's being a bastard. But he just doesn't respond in any way. Yeah. His dad sort of starts basically believing it was him who killed Badger from Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the family life just starts falling apart. And this is where we. But then it's almost like they've made his character so void of human emotion that like he's not really a character anymore even yeah. even even as a threat there's literally nothing to him where you think like a i can't wait for this guy to get beaten or b yeah i want this guy to be okay you just you feel void of emotion towards the what's essentially the main protagonist sort of yeah there needed to be a, <laughs> a bit more of a is he evil is he not does he feel remorse does he like yeah, it needs to be a bit more of a uh, a play with that. Uh, he's acting like a little prick. He's acting like <laughs> a little prick who's got who's like uh, he's like punk rock now. He's like oh, I've been listening. All right, yeah, all right. I've been listening to Sex Pistols lately, and I just think everyone everything's shit. Everything's bollocks. Yep. Mum and dad, you're just a pair of squares. And tomorrow I'm going to go into town and buy myself a studded leather belt. So and you wait. There's another film that's kind of similar to this, but I think does the. This stuff way better. It's a uh, chronicle. The whole yeah. element oh, yeah. with Dane DeHaan, I think his name is. His sort of devolve. He becomes like cocky. He's like, yeah, I've got these powers down, so I'm better than you. I'm so cocky. Look how awesome I am. Which works a lot better because he becomes the 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 bad guy through through that yeah. behavior. But with Brightburn, Brendan Briars kind of just becomes as he becomes void of human emotion. It really just completely derails yeah and maybe the, they were the kind of turning him turn him into a jason style emotionless sort of serial yeah. killer sort of thing but i don't think that really quite works in in this way it there's something kind of strange about him about them treating him like a boy when he's obviously not a boy anymore it's weird yeah. um so well the dad has the stephen king prophetic dream <laughs> no, that's quite like that seems to be in vogue at the minute where they go to sleep and they wake up and the end of the bedroom is in the woods, like they walk out into yeah, the woods yeah. sort of thing. I think we've got them pet cemetery as well, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Um and I like it. I like I like I do like it, yeah. Um it's just like a chance to sort of play with crazy visuals for a bit and you don't have to sort of play by the rules of the, the, the world or anything. Like so And it immediately establishes it as being a dream, whereas I think a lot of these, a lot of dream sequences, especially in horror films, when they're presented as being real life, and then suddenly they're a dream. Yeah, it's like we've seen that so many times, and then it's like the rules of what's happening are kind of questioned throughout. Yeah. And then when you realize it's a dream, you go, "Oh, well, just pretty, pretty much just disregard that whole last two minute segment." Then yeah, yeah. Whereas this, when you establish it as a dream immediately, 
you kind of know and any any visuals that are presented to you you kind of think it's more of a thematic yeah. uh, understanding of the characters where they're at in the head sort yeah. of thing and you appreciate the visuals for what they are more than yeah. thinking that they're integral to the plot when someone yeah. just goes, ah, and wakes up that's the moment where you go oh that was bullshit yeah. but when there's Erased, when you know it's yeah. a dream you're, I feel like I'm more invested when I know it's a dream as well yeah because it, it although it's not real to the world it, it is real to that character in that moment it, it feels <laughs> there's something about it that does work um, that it does make it's kind of creepy um, and you can reveal things in, in those dream sequences as well that you couldn't reveal in yeah. in the plot normally reveal things you know which is somebody putting two, putting two and two together in their dream and then suddenly waking up and being like oh shit yeah why did I not yeah. see that the whole time I think that's a good way of of, 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 of announcing a reveal like that but yeah so um his dad wakes up and he says, I'm gonna take uh Brendan Campin again. He takes his rifle um and he shoots him in the back of the head. <laughs> and as um, you know Well pretty much, I guess it's kind of obvious what he's gonna do pretty quick quick early on. Obviously he, he he thinks that Brendan is the one killing these people. The mum's still in denial, but yeah. he's like, I'm gonna go and put him down in the woods. It's a proper like uh what's that moment in Walking Dead when Carol takes those little girls into the woods and one of them's killed someone or something. Just look at the flowers. Look at just look at the flowers. Look at the pretty flowers. And it shoots on the back of the head. Spoiler alert for like Walking Dead season three or something. I've, I've um, not seen it, but don't worry. I've spoiled it for you now. <laughs> but it's pretty much like that. You know, he's going to try and put him down. But we know that ain't going to ain't going to work. Because yeah. If if we're if we've already if we've already established that his similarities to Superman are he can fly. He's got super strength. God damn, we know he's going to be bulletproof. Yeah. So, so the, the shell pretty much just pings off the top of his crust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his crust. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so he, he knocks the dad down. He's standing above him. Um, Dad's like, please don't hurt me. Um, and then it's quite a horrific scene, really. I mean, like he it burns his face away. You've always kind of wondered with Superman. What if he just did that to someone's face? <laughs> you know what I would have done if I was a dad? What? If I would have shot him in the back of the head and he would have turned around like, what the fuck? I would have gone, I knew it, you're bulletproof! Yay! I would, have, I would have done a thing where you turn around and look behind you and it's like, where the fuck's that come from? <laughs> <laughs> did someone just... Did someone, <laughs> it's someone a drive-by fruiting, dear. It's a drive-by fruiting. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I would, but I don't want to react to like that where he's gone. Oh, now I've done it. Yeah, and, the, oh, and again the son. Alex, yeah, the son. Five minutes earlier was kind of acting normal, like going, "What are these tired? What are these little animal tracks?" Yeah, and then turns around and he goes, "Like I'm full on evil now. I'm gonna basically yeah. you hit my evil head. button. You just swore, so you just hit me on the evil button right there. So he turns him evil, yeah. blows his face away. Like he yeah, look. I if I was a dad and I saw the laser beams, I'd have put my sunglasses on, and then like. <laughs> <laughs> it would have reflected the laser beams. I'm sure that's how it works. It could have beat him. Could have beat him. <coughs> yeah. Um, and then around this time, the police officer goes to the house and he's kind of like saying he wants to see Brendan, talk to him. And this is where Elizabeth Banks kind of does the denial moment. But then she immediately realizes, actually, he's a fuck nut. Actually, yeah. after all this time, I've been denying it. We're protecting my son. Yeah. He is. He is an evil alien, superhuman beast. Yeah, we were all parents come to that realization at some point. I'm sure my mum and dad 
realize <clears throat> that at some point. Oh shit, he's a alien beast, and then uh, oh, they realize no, he's, he's just he's just a strange guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so the detective and the police arrive at the house. Brandon is trying to like, knock the house over for some reason. Yeah, so uh, Brandon has decided that he's killed his dad and now he, he wants to kill his mum as well. Um, so he kind of like phones, she phones him. Uh, I think the reason he wants to kill her is because he answers his dad's phone and she goes, you're right all along, he is a, he is an idiot. He is a fucknut. <laughs> he is a fucknut. He is a evil superhero killer man. Um, yeah. And obviously he, realized, he goes, well, you've done it now. And he just starts flying into the house and basically just yeah. smashing away parts of the house. And it, oh, it, it seemed like it's some sort of game. He's obviously toying with his mum in some way. I couldn't tell if it was like a tantrum. If he was like... Does, was it... The thing is, if he was more vocal with things, I think yeah. we'd sort of understand him a bit better. If he was shouting things, you know, saying like, you fucker. you're not my mum! Or yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, you're all... Or, or, like just hating the human race, something like cooking. that. The fact <laughs> that he's kind of like silent, and you kind of again, is 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 motivations at this point, I think. Because if 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 we're made to think that he's being made controlled in some way to take the world, we don't see any of that really. We just see yeah. him mugging off his mum and dad, yeah. which is yeah. You know, you got to think bigger than that. Grand scale. He should have killed the mum and dad early and got out there. Yeah. Well, so he, uh, the uh, the police detective turns up. He lasts five seconds because, of course, he he would against Superman. Um, yeah, he just gets like. But is it? Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. it would have been nice if we, the policeman, we could have seen him do a bit of digging. He could have done a bit of. He could have been starting to find a few pieces of evidence and maybe worked out. And by the time we get to the final act, he's developed some sort of defense mechanism or he's found some weakness. <laughs> yeah. Something, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's going to be, but you know. So, so that he, even though he gets smashed out, eradicated from the final act, he could have turned up at some point with this thing that he's discovered and used it against Brightburn in some way. But that's it. It's a final act again with no stakes because the the character is just murking everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> so he, he like explodes the detective as he flies into him. Uh, yeah, and then there's a woman detective who we see him kind of like smashing her into the, um, smashing it into the ceiling like repeatedly, and then when he does kind of sort of finish with her, she's all mangled and sort of necks twisted around as she she dies. Um, then there's a bit more hide and seek, a bit of a sort of mirror to the start of the film where uh, his mum runs to the uh, <laughs> uh, the basement. The barn or whatever, yeah. And she uh, gets a bit of the spaceship because he cut his hand earlier on it, so we know that that yeah, makes yeah. him bleed. That was that was a little bit of here's a weakness of his, but again, it was it was kind of put in an earlier part of the film, and then just kind of slammed into the end as kind of a realization of her. Yeah. And I don't know it just kind of felt like, and again, as much as it was given, it was kind of thrown away again as a what well, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we see the body of the the woman from the diner. Sort of with the lo- with the logo drawn around her, she's sort of split in half. Yeah, boots hanging each side. <laughs> there was obviously a, co- yeah. a combination of things he had, the pictures he had in his room, which was boobies and you know people's organs splayed out. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, it's kind of like full psychopath on that side of it. Um, so uh, it ends with um, the mum like, oh, I love you. You're going to give a kiss. Give a little kissy on the facey. And then uh, she tries to stab him. But it's like so obvious that he <laughs> stops it. And he stops her, yeah. So, I mean, it would have made sense if she stabbed him. And not that he died, but something happened. Yeah. But, yeah, so he flies her up into the air, just lets her go, lets her fall to her death. And then a plane is coming towards him, and then it cuts to black. And then we're made, then we see the aftermath where he's yeah. made a plane crash to cover up the murders. I did quite like that last visual with him dropping the mum. Like, he flies up to, it's similar yeah. to like a Superman scene where he flies up to, uh, near enough to space. He drops it, and then we just see him in the sky, um, like an evil thing. Um, that's quite good. But yeah, there's like there's like the after credits thing, which is like Brightburn is destroying town and all this kind of Michael stuff. Michael Rooker, isn't it? Oh yeah, but what is like the whole Avengers, like anti-Avengers thing going on? Like, yeah. there's a man in the water. There's a yeah. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Justice League. Just yeah. Injustice League, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit like that. <coughs> uh, um, yeah, so obviously we've seen loads of different footage of, of Brightburn destroying various things. Made like uh, his logo in, in the crop field and stuff. So we understand that he's going around basically killing people willy, yeah. willy-, willy- again, yeah. again, it's like, well, we're screwed then, aren't we? No one's going to be able to kill him. That's it. That's the end. That's how the world ends, little boy. Yeah. So I've got some trivia, but it's a bit different. It's okay. uh, so it's a game of opposites. So you need to name the opposites. So, for example, this would be for this film. Alien alien child lands on Earth, is brought up on a farm, has a laser vision, destroys world. The answer would be Superman, because I'm going to say the opposite. Like what would be the opposite equivalent yeah. of the superhero, the famous okay. superhero, and you say uh, the real one. Okay, so super- it's always going to be like a um, comic book character. Okay. So number one. An insect was bitten by a radioactive schoolboy. It's <laughs> unable to stick to walls and his webs won't come out. He doesn't have several movie adaptations about him, nor a PS4 game. So who would who who would that be? That's a shame. Spider-Man. Yeah, or in this example, Boy Spider. So, Boy, number yeah. two. This man... Got say, so what I've got to say is the, the opposite. Or the... You've got to say like the actual real comic book person. Got you. Okay. Now, number two. This man... Man is not from another place, doesn't have super strength or speed or a lasso, and is a symbol of men's rights. He's definitely not wonderful. <laughs> he goes by the name Crap Crapman. What did you say? He goes by the name Crapman. Crap Crapman. Uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, correct. Okay. Number three, this boy witnessed his parents mug and kill a rich couple. And he decided to become a symbol of what he doesn't fear, which is ice cream. Also, his arch nemesis is a guy who constantly takes everything very seriously. His name is Mr. Whippy Man. <laughs> when, did you, when did you come up with these? Was this today? <laughs> Earlier today. <laughs> I can just imagine you sat somewhere typing this out and laughing. And stuff. Batman? Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. Number four. Whatever you do, do not calm this man down. You won't like him when he's calm. He <laughs> <laughs> goes by the name yeah. The Credible Slump. The Credible Slump. 
uh, Incredible Hulk. Correct. Um, last I'm one. Good. Yeah, you're very good at these. Uh, number five. There's a whole family of them who aren't rich. They're all pretty dumb, and there is less or more than four. Also, one of them says "flame off" every time he turns off the stove, and the other one goes by the name Re- Rich Readers. They call themselves the Fantastic Chaps. <laughs> rich Readers. <laughs> what about the stone one? What about him? Um, Glenn Brim. <laughs> Uh, Fantastic Four. Correct. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Enid Blyton wrote them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had some more, but uh, that, that's all I got then. I wish you had some more, but maybe you know, <laughs> maybe you can write some more for next week. Who knows? Yeah, if you got time. Okay. Uh, so we need to rate the film. Rate the film. Um, I mean, I didn't didn't not like it. Yeah, I did not like it, um, but it was one that left left me wanting a lot more from a, a lot of elements of it. And you know, it was a it was an entertaining watch, but it won't linger long in the memory. I'll probably only give it a C plus. I think. Okay, okay good for me. So I mean, I was uh, going for a similar one. Um, it's uh, I've got here. Yes, this movie is dumb. Yes, it's basic AF. Yes, yes, yes. But also, yes, I like it. It delivers that beans on toast sustenance. A Beans on Toast horror movie with no thrills, even fewer chills, but certainly hits the spot anyway. That's uh, I like it. That's right. So C plus, that's going to go for. Plus, we've gone C plus as well. Yeah, it's a good review. You should publish it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we are. This is it. This, this is what is we're it. doing. Official publishing. Yeah. So next week, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing next week. Halloween next three week. could be on the cards. What could be on the three? I don't. Should we do Halloween free for episode 100? It seems a little bit redundant. Oh, yeah. Let's discuss this, but we've got to do something that's kind of interesting for not a Halloween free wouldn't be interesting. Yeah. Do something kind of interesting for episode 100. So episode 100 is just going to be a standard episode, but we'll do the 24 hour thing. Yeah. At some point soon. Okay. Yeah. But until then, this show is brought to you by Hawker Cleaver. Head over to hawkercleaver.com. We're a patron at patreon.com forward slash hawkercleaver. Join the Facebook group, the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Uh, thanks to Kovacs Calma for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a rating review on iTunes. Uh, thanks to my co-host, Ben, for being a writer or a dude. Thank you very much, Luke. Sorry for the sniffles. Sorry for the coughs. And sorry for the plenty of times I put tissue in my face like this. No, I, mean, I like, I like uh, it. It adds a certain drama theatre to the show. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. That's a little bit of, that's a little bit of summer. It's like a yeah. like I've got a prop there. Yeah. Alright man. <laughs> so uh we'll catch you soon. Bye bye now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.